Welcome to Ready, Set, Renovate. We're doing a 10-part series on condo living. Remodeling a condo is different than remodeling a house. And we're bringing on guests all across the upstate of South Carolina to tell us about it. Whether you've been in a condo for 20 plus years or you're looking to purchase one, we invite you to join us as we answer your questions. Let's get to it. Here we are, episode one of a 10-part series focusing on condos, specifically condo living in the upstate of South Carolina. Our guest today is Nick Van Gorp. He's with Wilson Associates. He's a realtor, brings to us a lot of experience with condos and uh, specifically buying and selling condos. Hey, Nick, thanks for coming on. Of course. Really appreciate you taking a moment to talk to us and educate mm-hmm. us some on condos. Mm-hmm. I think a good place to start in this conversation is a working definition of what is a condo and what a condo is not. Can you help us with that? Yeah, so basically what a condo really is, is the ownership of that unit, everything that's interior of that unit. Everything exterior of that usually is is owned by the HOA. A lot of people want to know the difference between a townhome compared to a condo. Townhomes typically, what you will see if it's labeled as a townhome, what it will do is be everything interior and also have the maintenance of the exterior. So really easy would be everything interior, condo. If you own that, all of it's inside, but then everything exterior, especially, you know, townhomes, they could be multi-level and everything there too. Everything with the interior and exterior will be a townhome. And I, I think the key word there is ownership, right? Correct. With a condo, you own you own it with an apartment, you rent or lease mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, that's, that's helpful. Have you ever lived in a condo? Oh, yes. Yes, sir, I have. I lived in apartments. I've lived in many. Yeah, I know you, we were talking it, it, yes. earlier, you're from Chicago, and yep. I, I kind of figured condo yes. living is pretty prevalent there. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that was up north and what we're seeing here, a lot of the things that are different between an apartment and also in a condo, obviously from being an owner and a renter, is usually amenities too. There's a couple of condo buildings that we have downtown here in Greenville that have some amenities, meaning they might have a gym, they have a pool, there's about maybe two to three or four buildings that have it. But usually when you see an apartment, which is high amenity building because it's a rental, mm-hmm. you usually see more of like gym. They, have a, they might have like a, a business center, um, obviously a pool and a couple of other items that you wouldn't normally see. Okay. So that's one of the things. So, and that was one of my questions. Amenities, are you, are you, is that an appeal to those who are seeking to buy condos? What, what are some uh, amenities that indicate you're, you're in a good situation with purchasing a condo? Yeah, so right now, so I, as you know, I sell quite a bit downtown Greenville. That's right. majority of where my business is. It's twofold. What I mean by that is amenities, meaning, yes, there have been buyers who, you know, there's a, there's a building right now that's really starting to showcase like a little bit more of a gym aspect. It mm-hmm. was an apartment building, but now it's been converted into a condo building. Mm-hmm. So it has all those, and it's doing really well. The major amenity is outside of the building. How close are you to the restaurant scene? How close are you to Main Street? How close are you to Swamp Rabbit Trail? That is the amenities that people really, really want. So, and, and that's the appeal then, yes. right? What, what, is, what demographic are you seeing come in and purchase these condos? Everything. So you're seeing Everything. young folks, everyone, elderly folks, everyone. Okay, yeah, it's as, as easy as I can answer that. It's everyone. Is there a common appeal that attracts people to downtown Greenville or other condos? Um, yes. So what I've seen a lot of, especially selling quite a bit down there, is a lot of people are you know looking for an in town. They might live about 20 miles north, south, east, west, wherever it is. 
They want to go out. They want to have something that's home for them. I'm seeing a lot of people buying it for their kids, especially for you know Clemson's business school or along those lines as well. Um, so it could be a second residence. Second residence, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that. And then also I'm just seeing people move downtown. They live at one of these high-rise apartment buildings. They really got the luxury of being able to walk downstairs to Camperdown or maybe walk you know, just to a grocery store really, really quick that I'm super used to. But you know, Greenville is so new that they want to still keep that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They're okay with driving up you know, the, maybe one or two stories to basically park there and then being able to walk to their unit, not having that privacy of like having your own garage. So I'm seeing right. that as well. Don't have to contend with traffic. If Don't have to contend with traffic. And people just want to be in the center of it all. Yeah. I mean, the restaurants that we're gaining downtown, you know, as I was telling you, I sold a unit at Poinsett Corners. It's right by Oku. It's right by Ndako. It's right by all of what's going on on the river. And people are just like, I want to be on top of that. So that's what we're seeing. So and That's the, the appeal. That's the appeal. And then the final appeal that I think a lot of people are starting to understand because they didn't have it in the past is the views. That's it. There's some beautiful ones down there, especially yep. when you get around the river. You got some condos overlooking the baseball field. Yes, sir. Um, the drive just don't get stadium. Hit. Just don't get hit by the baseball. Field. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's you it. Take in a game, but watch out for those yeah. balls. Oh right? yeah. Well, when it comes to negotiating a, a purchase mm. of a condo, uh, give us some insight into what that looks like, especially when you you know you have a point of reference coming from purchasing a yeah. house. Is are there differences oh, between yes. those two? So right now, condos are probably the strongest, probably the strongest asset class in Greenville right now. It's numbers came out, I want to say it was like three or four days ago. And I already seen it just because of what I've been listing. As you know, I'm listing the McDaniel Project here in Greenville, and we've had a ton of traction on that as well. Um, so I'm seeing that in negotiations, though. It's certain things you have to look for, special assessments. No one knows what special assessment means. How the contract has changed so it could protect people on that. So there's negotiation tactics of, hey, we have to understand because buildings have projects, who is liable for that? When are they liable for that? When is it all happening? So that's another negotiation tactic that you have to really understand. And your realtor has to truly understand that because it's a section in the contract that if you click the wrong thing or if you checkmark the wrong thing, you could be liable for something that maybe you weren't in the past. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so does that liability ultimately go back to the builder, the contractor of no, the building? It's, it's or just, does it? It's just under- HOA. It could be like a special assessment saying, hey, you know what, it's, we wanted to get a new roof, or we want to put railings, we want to, we want to paint all the decks, or all the patios, or something like that. It's going to cost the HOA some type of money, get a contractor out there, get some bids, basically figure out what they need to do. And from there, they'll be like, okay, you know, is it going to be done by the time of closing? Was it approved by closing? If it wasn't, or we've talked about this, we haven't had approval on, it's going to be like another two to three years before we decide to do anything. The buyer is going to look at that and be like, okay, how do I want this? If it's approved by closing, do I pay for it? Does the seller pay for it? It's like all those negotiation tactics. That now, you who's the, who is the buyer engaging at that point? They're not engaging you're the, you're, the you're, seller, are they? They're, no, you're a buyer's agent. Okay. So they're usually, uh, like if I was the buyer's agent and my buyer was like that, I would do a ton of due diligence on the building. I know a lot of the property managers all downtown where I can call them and just see what's really going on. And they'll just tell me, and that's really who you only need mm-hmm. to engage, and that's it. And then you go back to your client, yep. you guys consult and say, here's the pros, here's the cons. Yep, here's what you need to look out for. Just FYI, they might be doing a project here in the next two to three years. Super common for an HOA to do it because these buildings are massive. Yeah. We have crazy weather in South Carolina. <laughs> we go through humidity, <laughs> no snow really this yeah. past couple of years, but like a lot of rain, a lot of hail sometimes. So just realize that a building, just like your house, needs maintenance. 
So that's another thing. And the other thing is HOA fees. People are not used to that, like having HOA fees. You know, they might have it $100 a year. Usually, on average, what you're seeing anywhere from, I've seen the 300 bucks a month, all the way to a couple of them that are $1,800 a month downtown. That's significant. It's significant. But that's great information. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot that people may not know yeah. about when it and comes that's to the thing. And that's the thing you need to know. You'll start understanding what a budget is. You'll start understanding you know, when, um, how the HOA fees are done, if there's any transfer fees with the building, like move-in fees, uh, elevator deposits. So it can all look like it's expensive, but it's all just to make sure if you move in, you don't damage the building. You're checking all the boxes, right? You're checking all the boxes. And that's a conversation I have with a lot of my clients that are buying condos, just because I'm so used to it that I, I, I forget that it's, it's kind of foreign. So tell us a little bit about what the inventory looks like in downtown Greenville. You have buyers coming in. They want to be down there in the center of it. Um, I'll they t- have options. So let me tell you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. I put a unit on the market and I had 27 calls within the first day. What, what that tells you is that there's no inventory at all. As I was telling you from the past, I've done a lot of luxury um, with our townhome project that we have right now. Our av- really, like our blended average rate is like $2 million. And we, you know, we've sold a couple of them already. So the high end market, let's let's say it above the 1.5, which two years ago I probably would have said like the 750, 600,000. That is that is doing really well. It's just taking a little bit longer. Anything below that, you saw a couple of units come on in bookends that went off really quick. Um, the inventory right now, there's going to be a couple others coming on here soon that I know about. Um, so they will be coming on and they'll probably sell quickly. So the inventory is low. Yeah. That's, it's the hottest market I think in Greenville right now is the condo market in downtown Greenville. How do you handle this scenario? You say, yeah. say you have a, a buyer come to you that's fixated on a particular condo. They want to be, or a particular building. They want to be there. They love the location. Are you speaking about what I had this morning? Because I mean, it's maybe, the same yeah, thing. It's right, a, it's right the on cue, right? Yeah. So how would, well, finish the, the your question, question, sorry. The question is, if they know where they want to be, yep. there's no availability. Nope. How do the, what's the strategy? Strategy, it's, it's a couple of different items. Um, I have a little bit different because I know a lot of people that usually there's a specific building where I've sold in and I, a lot of them, I just, just text people and be like, hey, would you ever be interested in this? I mean, sending letters to people. When like, you say people, the actual owners. owners. Yeah, the okay. actual owners of those units. You know, like if it's a townhome community or if it's a condo. They all know because I'm the only realtor who has a 312 number. So they all know it's <laughs> going to be it's, it's, it's gonna be me. <laughs> but usually that's the best way to go about it. Say, hey, we'd love to do this. Really be polite with people on it. Just because you have to realize something too. And I sent a newsletter out to my entire database this morning. And they saw it and they were like, true. Sellers and buyers are in a holding pattern right now. Sellers do want to sell their homes, but they don't know where they're going. So to answer your question, if you can find a solution for them too, yeah. they're more than happy to have that conversation. So that's what I do right now is I just call them. I'm just calling people and I'm sending them letters saying, hey, or I'm sending them a text saying, hey, you know, I know we've talked in the past about this. You know, I've obviously have had conversations with them in the past. And I'm just like, would you ever be interested? Yeah. And I had one literally email me this morning to say, hey, Nick, you know, we thought about it, but we're not. Maybe in a year or two, we'll talk again. So that's it. It's easy. So you're basically trying to find places for oh, people yeah. before they even sell. Yes, I'm very active on that. It's it's basically what I grew up with in Chicago. I was a realtor there at a top at a top producing business there uh, for almost you know eight to nine years now, and it just told me I had to hunt. 
Mm-hmm. And that's all I do is I literally just try to call people as many as possible to generate as many opportunities as possible. Because yeah. those buyers that were coming in or those brokers that saw my condos that I sold, they're calling me. Yeah. And they're like, Nick, do you have anything else coming up? <laughs> we know you do a lot of downtown stuff. Like, what do you have coming up? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I have something here or there. But that's all I do is just call people, text them, mail them, do whatever I can to make sure they know that if they ever want that opportunity, I have somebody ready. Yeah, That's it. Well, when you go into a unit, say you, you, you find a unit for sale and you're showing it to mm-hmm. a buyer, yeah. you're going in, what are things you're highlighting inside the unit? Things to say, hey, you need to take note of this, this could probably be changed, this might not. Are there, are there certain details or are you finding that the floor folks... Plan. Floor plan. The floor layout? plan is really big. I think floor Explain plans. That. I think floor plans really big. I think for a building too. I think understanding how the elevator system really works really really well. If one building only has one elevator, yeah, how are you going to move? How are you going to do this? How are you going to? If you want, if let's say you guys, let's say you guys help do uh, build something. Let's say somebody buys a condo, yeah, and you guys come in and you're gonna. They want to renovate the entire thing. How much of a pain would that be to be in just one elevator trying to share it with other people that need to get from the fifth floor all the way down? That's right. I think that's huge. Construction people and their residents. It's not only the unit. I look at it from the perspective of, I look at the entire building. It's like, is it actual functional? Will Will this enhance your life or will it make a pain in the butt? So I look at that. And then also there too, I'm always looking at the outside. I want to know how this maintenance of this building actually is. I don't want to see water. I don't want to see, as you, as I told you from the past, I do my marble test yeah. where I'll have a marble and I'll see which way the actual marble rolls on the actual uh, balcony. See level. See the, yep, see if, the, if it goes towards the building. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, all right, so if it rains, will that water go towards in my unit and then go down, down my... Um, Smart little hack there. No, it's a mistake that I found out <laughs> about that one of my clients bought a penthouse and they didn't... They were not liable, but the developer pretty much goes, hey, we did this and that, and they, they were perfectly fine, but I was like, oh my God, and then the builder told me the marble test. I was 25 years old, I'm 34, so it's been a long time. But a little trick to tuck away. Yes, so something like that, and then honestly, the only other thing that I look at, which you know a lot of buyers are trying to do, is the functionality. Again, the layout, the floor plan is huge because a lot of people that are looking at condos right now, they're usually right-sizing or downsizing. Mm. So getting them to realize that they don't have 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 square feet, and it's going to be okay. And they're not having to move all of that up Correct. into it. I'm like, you got to sell a lot of things. Yeah. Storage is a big one, too. A lot of these units right now, people are really trying to maximize the square footage. I think it was whatever that percentage is of builder rate to what is actually used as usable space. So we're looking at that as well. So I look at it. I'm a, I have a whole psychology on it just because I've sold hundreds and hundreds of condos. So that's why I know exactly what people are looking for. I know what you're talking about. Yep. One issue that, you know, a knock against condo living would be the sound issue. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear what my neighbor's conversation is. I, if there's a party going on above, I don't want it to mess with, you know, my way of life. Is that overblown or is that a real issue? Halfway. Okay. Um, depends that. on... And this is one answer I really can't, I don't, I can't give you because I wasn't during the construction phase, but really what the construction company did. Did they put concrete? You know, did they actually make the acoustics of it? Did they actually do a good job with that? I can't tell you, but I will tell you this. Living downtown, just realize there's going to be noise. And a lot of it's things, part of the deal, it's right? just part of the deal. And also, too, the acoustics that I don't think people really take into account as well are windows. You know, some of these buildings, obviously, we're blessed here in Greenville that a lot of these buildings are a lot newer. Yeah. You know, we're not like other cities where people have windows from the 70s and 60s. 
where sound will just bounce all the way through and your heating bill will be crazy because of how it is. So to answer your question, it is something, but I also tell people this, it is a problem at times because you, you're going to hear things. It's not a single family home. If somebody has you know, a bike upstairs or a little kid riding a bike upstairs, you probably will hear it depending on what it is. And, but just realize, I live in a condo. I live downtown. It's noise everywhere. I just have to be okay with that. Sure. And I tell just people. comes comes yeah. with the territory. Yep. I tell every, I, you know, those townhomes that I'm building right now, they're like, well, how will Mac B be? And I always tell people, I'm like, you're living downtown. It's going to be loud no matter wherever you are. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. Yeah. The, you put a bunch and of people together. I guess it becomes like white noise where it's just you get oh, familiar yeah. with it, you get comfortable with it, you hardly notice it's there. Except for an ambulance. You do that, realize an ambulance. Your that, is, that is something there. So. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about HOA requirements. So when you purchase a condo, you're beholding to an HOA to Mm -hmm. a certain extent. Are you able to do simple things within the condo like paint the walls? Do you have to get approval on that? What what can you do and can't you do apart from your HOA? So, as you know, um, as I stated from before, condo is everything pretty much inside. And so if you want to paint your walls, perfectly fine. I've done it. Everything is perfectly fine. There's some things where they do have, it's all HOA specific. If you wanted, let's say, you know, you wanted to do something where you want to add a wall or you want to cut it off or you want to knock out like a, let's say you want to knock off um, like a galley kitchen, make it like an open kitchen or something like that, you probably will need HOA approval because you probably have contractors coming in. You got to make sure about this. You know, if they say a permit, which I don't think, but if they do say something like that or you have to get for like an HOA or anything like that, you will have to probably talk to them on that just to get approval on it just because it's going to probably affect others in the building on their daily life for a little bit. So on that, everything else though, like I said, everything else, super simple. You know, like if you wanted to paint walls or if you want to, you know, restain floors or anything like that, depending on how you want to restain it, let's say if you want to put in new floors, probably will need the HOA just to know because of the inconvenience of the actual building. So that, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it, oh. it does. And I, I think the, the idea there is the HOA is primarily meant to protect and not to restrict, right? Correct. Cause, yeah, cause, I mean, they do have restrictions. That's what covenants and CCRs and all these other items, which I'm seeing a lot of things, current regulations, are there for. But usually it's a property management company, and then you have a board. The board typically is owners. And the owners always want their values to go up. Absolutely. So yeah, they're always, as long as it's not crazy, on. I mean, as long as you're not like, hey, I live in a brick building. I'm going to cut out this brick right here, and I'm going to put another window right <laughs> there. They probably, they probably will not yeah, let you do that. Draw the line yep. there. Yep. Well, tell us a little bit about purchasing a condo and getting a mortgage for it. Um, I know some of the oh. people you work with probably come in with cash and to purchase. Others go the mortgage route. Does the mortgage look a lot like a home mortgage? or are there... It's a little bit different. Tell us about um, So depending on who your mortgage company is, um, basically to get a mortgage on it, same thing usually, but what they want to see is the health and um, the financial stability of that HOA. That's really what they want to see. They have different words for it all over the place. You know, it could be like a condo questionnaire, it could be a 22.1, all these different types. And it's just asking basic questions. Do you have enough in reserves? Do you have enough in operating budget? Do you And they're coming to the HOA yep. for these answers. Correct. And they answer and they have a little questionnaire. I'll just say a condo questionnaire. And they in the finance and the mortgage company, let's say if it's like a summit funding or prime lending or you know, Southern First, they'll go over there and they'll be like, Hey, just want you to fill this out, just want to see where you guys are at. Can you guys answer these questions? And it's like 30 questions that they ask and everything like that. And it's usually say, all right, condo approval. That's usually, usually every bank has a condo approval. 
Is it harder to get a loan? Typically, no. It's, it's That's good information. Yeah, yeah. it's typically not. Uh, it's usually part of the process. And again, but again, condos are starting to become a bigger thing now. So it is feeling a little bit more foreign than anything. But it's just another step where it's like, hey, clear conditions, everything like that, and it should be good to go. And then in that process, I, I take it you have to have an inspection like you would a oh, home yeah. inspection. Um, are what kind of boxes are they checking there? The the condo inspector. Oh they, man, depends. Uh, it really so honestly, it depends because there's a couple of buildings that actually put like your hot water heater, your HVAC in your unit. So they're checking all those items, and then there's other ones where. They're just checking for leaky faucets, or they're just checking to make sure there's like no uh, moisture above from above unit. Like so, they're really. It's not looking like you're at a single family home. You're not going into a crawl space. You're not on top of the roof. It's really a quicker. I think on average, I think might have been about an hour, yeah. if that. It's more just talking to the inspector and just seeing like about other things and everything like that. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more punchless like type of things. Just because in a condo you don't. It's there's not much you can do. Yeah, so, yeah. You've got a limited canvas to yeah, work within. Correct. Work on. That's interesting. If you're consulting with somebody who wants to sell their condo, yep. say in a year or so or two years, but they want to do some minor remodel or renovation work, mm. how would you counsel them? Would you say uh, don't put anything into it or... You know what? If you really want to get top dollar for this condo, for this particular unit, here's what you need to do. Yeah. So it could be twofold again, um, just because it depends on the location. Um, I've sold a couple in the baseball stadium. Fieldhouse was not renovated, was not, you know, I mean, a little bit renovated. They, they added plexiglass for the room and um, a paint here and there. And we sold for almost a record-breaking price on it. Um, like my clients that I have, you know, downtown, they, if they, they asked, they did the renovation before and they were going to ask me about the renovation. They kind of surprised me. And thank God they did because they, it did sell for actual top dollar. We'll be closing here in about two weeks. And you attribute that to the renovation work? Oh yes. 100%. 100%. I think realistically, um, people right now, the downtown market, they do want, you know, that renovation look. They do want it to look like... Fresh and new. Fresh and new. They want it to look like Southern Living. Yeah. That's all they want it to. They want it to look like it's something out of a magazine, Arch Digest. As I tell every single client of mine, if you're going to be doing this, it better be Instagrammable. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the what Instagram I tell them. Test. So to answer your question, in some areas, like let's say the West End, which I've sold quite a bit in, I've sold units that were not renovated and they just completely... Threw off the shelves because of the West End master plan, being close to the baseball stadium, the restaurant scene that's going on there, more towards downtown, like Broad, I've sold on um, a couple of others, where they have been renovated. Yeah. And they've done really, really well. So I've adv- advised some of the other owners that have called me, and they're like, Nick, what would they use for this? I'd be like, hey, I would advise maybe doing the counters and also the um, backsplash and also the um, cabinets. Yeah. You'll probably see a good return on that. That's some good insight mm-hmm. um, if you're getting ready to sell. Well, Nick, this, this has been some great information. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to share all this with us. Really helpful on a lot of fronts. And just want to give you an opportunity um, to, to pitch what you do as a oh, realtor man. with Wilson Associates. And uh, for anybody who may be considering the purchase of a condo, highly recommend, Nick. Great resource here. As you know, wealth of information. But anything you want to say a little bit about your business practices and process, uh, 
You're welcome to. Yeah, they, I appreciate it. Yeah, Nick Van Gorp at Wilson Associates. I'm a broker associate. Um, with that being said, I primarily focus on downtown condos and also townhomes. I'm selling one of the most luxurious projects that Greenville has ever seen. So I have a really good knack for data, understanding the process, really seeing what's going to be the next phase of Greenville. So if anybody's ever interested in wanting to know, hey, Nick, you know, want to sell my townhouse or want to buy a condo here? Like I said from before, I've sold a ton, almost, I could say hundreds of condos in, my, in the past. And just our process is very data analytics. We have a very effective communication schedule. And then also at the same time, too, I really try to bring a different perspective when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it's a little bit edgy, but if people are okay with it, if you ever go on my Instagram, which is Nick Van Gorp, you'll see it. Uh, everybody's like, it's like, kind of like cool, funky, but hip-hop at the same time yeah. while selling condos. It's very different, but I think that's what a lot of people are looking for when they're looking for Greenville. They're looking for like that it factor. Yeah, and these yeah. units here that I'm always listing and selling, they have that it factor, and that's, all, as we always call it, it's an MVG property. So if anybody wants any help with that um, or anything like that, want to know more information, I always get calls saying, hey, we have this coming up or anything like that, more than happy to give you any insight you guys need. NVG. NVG. Big Bang Gorp. That's what they call me. So that's what they say. So. NVG property. I like that. Hey, Nick, thanks for coming on. Thank you, brother. It's been good. You too. So if you're in a condo and you're ready to remodel it, or you're about to purchase a condo and you have a vision of what it could look like, we'd like to help at Daniel Builders. We have a process for that. In fact, on our next episode, we're bringing on Manny Figueroa, who will talk a little bit about that process. We hope you join us for that one.